we are in our third week of jewel droppers um i am one of the hosts diamond blaze but you know my name is shayla let me bring on my co-host miss quanta all right where's she at all right, there she go. Hey, boo. Hey, girl. Hey. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Hey, good. cold. Yeah, it is. It's a little chilly. It's a fine line between fall and winter. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's the time of year, you know? I just like fall. I like the in-between seasons. I like spring and I like fall. I don't like too hot and I don't like too cold. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So how was your your week last week? How did that go so far? Let's see. Last week it's a blur. What's today? Tuesday? Today's Tuesday. It's just Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Second weekend hanging out. Oh, okay. You go, girl. No, I'm not about that life. So, <laughs> here's what I realized. Mm-hmm. I don't have a car note, right? Right. Lucky Going you. Out, paying for parking is like the new car note. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I can definitely see that. I'm like, I'm going to spend $100 on parking alone. I'm like, what the hell? Wow. For real? 100 <laughs> crazy wow thanks so i'm like this pandemic is uh it's done some things it's inflated a lot of stuff it's making a lot of people do some stuff trying to get this extra extra money extra everything so you're right about that everybody everybody up yeah that's and that's that's a very unfortunate thing to you know yeah. taking advantage of people and we're i mean even though i guess some of us are bouncing back some of us still aren't bouncing back from it you know so i'm just like we're in such an interesting place i don't i don't understand where we are mm-hmm. um because everybody's hiring it seems like nobody's working everybody's doing their own thing mm-hmm. we're in such a weird spot prices are going up the cost of living is going up we're we're really weird space yeah and it's 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 just a mess all the way around it's a mess it is is. so hey y'all thank y'all for uh joining us yes kiki sparkling sweets cassandra c black let's see who else we got we got i don't know why you wave at me (laughs) because it was the it was just a polite thing to do I don't know. <laughs> Cause you know I don't have, you know I have no sense. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's so just. It was. It was. It was alright. It was okay. I've been trying to keep myself um, busy and everything like that. You know, um, with everything, got some projects and stuff in the works and yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 And you know, been. Um, yeah, I was, if anybody have actually seen like an influx of TikTok videos, I was challenged. So, you know, I'm always up for a challenge. You are. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. And I, I'm going to keep it going. But so, anywho, have you had a chance to kind of, uh, did you read the book yet or open it? No, because okay. when I sit still and read that, it's, mm-hmm. I already know it's, it's, I'm going to be all in and it's going to be from front to back. I already know. I had one I person know. I had one person who ordered and got it. Um, she got done with it in like one day. And then yeah. she called okay. me. And of course, here come the questions like, did you really do that? Well, who was that? 
and you know, well. Hey Corey, I'm sorry. Hey Corey, speak to the folks. Hey. Hey Corey. Hey. Uh, Why we gotta hey, be in here lying about stuff, Ty? Come on, man. <laughs> we didn't even get the woman at the same time. <laughs> we didn't even get Corey be on some crazy shit. Ty be on some dumb shit. Like like uh, always. Really, y'all? Yeah. 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 Wow. But um, I mean, other than that, you know, yeah. she she was just like, yo, that's crazy. How how you know? And then it was like, well, what love story did this come from? Or how come, you know, she, I'm like, I'm not answering all those questions. You can formulate and speculate. That's up to you. But okay. I'm not, nah. Yeah. 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 But other than that, yeah. I know that, um, I know that you, you know, we, we kind of just ran through and figured out what we wanted to talk about, which was addiction. Yeah, yeah. Being that this time of year is it has always been really hard for me this time of year. Um, from Thanksgiving up to like right after New Year's, I really, really struggle with keeping myself together. I don't know why it's been like that since I probably was like nine, ten years old. Um, I tend to I go to a dark place. I don't know why. I don't know how, like, I could be good one minute, and then it's just like, I got this cloud over me, or I kind of, like, shut down. So, earlier, you know, I did post something, and, you know, I'm just telling people in general, if for any reason, you know, you don't hear from me, or you don't see me doing my crazy shenanigans, just check on me. Because there, there's a lot, there's a lot of times where uh, one of my aunts, you know, she's very, very familiar with everything that tends to go on, and so she's always, she's always like in my ear. But now that my aunt's not here anymore, yeah, it's it's even more intense. So yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. You know, this is that time of year. A lot mm-hmm. of people struggle. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, so now it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, so now we're doing the um we're doing a well check, you know, gotta check in on our peeps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's something to really think about. Um a lot of people feel, you know, down around this time because, you know, they probably lost people or they just don't have folks around. Mm-hmm. You know, some my circle is like a dot, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't, I realize I, I tend to keep to myself a whole lot more than I realize mm-hmm. um, oftentimes, but this is that time of year. Cause like, I haven't lost anybody, but my relationship with my family isn't, you know, the greatest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I try not to dwell on it or think about it too much, but yeah, it, right. it is what it is. Right. right. I, I, my kids keep me, keep my mind occupied. And I know my kids definitely, if they're, you know, and they, they noticed some stuff too, you know, a while back. And they would always be like, mom, you good? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, you're not. So they, you know, they, they would pick up on it and then be, you know, extra animated just to keep me, you know, yeah. focused. And you know, it's okay to tell them that you're not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. you know, when they, when they figure it out, they're like, nah, you know, they, they know me. So it's not like. Okay. They they don't, but they be like, okay, she says she's not, but we, you know, she said they say she, she says she is, but we know that she's not, so you know. Yeah, they picking up the vibes. The yeah, energy. right, right. Yeah. But I got yeah. to where even with 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 my middle daughter, we had a situation one day last week where she hurt my feelings, and I told her, mm-hmm. like, I'm human, I'm your mother, but I'm human, I got feelings too. Like, watch what you say to me, right. Yeah, so I don't think they that they get that. that. The sooner they understand that stuff, the better off they'll be in life. Cause yeah. you can't just talk to people and you know, just because it comes to mind don't mean that should come out your mouth. Right. So, right. That's yeah. very true. Very true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um So before we get diverted. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're good at doing, getting diverted. Yeah. So even when I brought this topic up as a suggestion, mm-hmm. it sounds like your stuff is something to be touched on. 
my experience with addiction hasn't been nearly as deep as yours. My experience is probably, I think there's, um, you know, either way, people don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ashamed. Right. But like I've been in situations where I've dealt with people who were, had like a gambling addiction and a sex addiction. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you talk about those, but I think even still, drug addictions are talked about a whole lot more mm-hmm. than, you know, sex addiction or gambling, you know, addiction. But from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, it still triggers a certain part of the brain where you do whatever you have to do to feel that high. Mm-hmm. You, you're always looking for the next high. You're willing to do whatever it is. You're willing to say, hurt, whatever you got to do for, to feel that next high is what you'll do. Right. So, you know, even though you can't really put your hand on what triggers, um, not what triggers, but you can't. Sex addiction is one of the, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's a tough spot because, um, even the support groups for sex addiction tend to piggyback off of Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. So you have people in there that are dealing with, you know, that were molested and it turned into something else. Um, it could have been, they ended up being a pedophile, you know, or, or just dealing with stuff. A lot of times it's childhood trauma that leads to these habits. Mm-hmm. So, what has been your experience? So, so mine have been um, growing up as a child in the eighties and witnessing the adults in my family. Um, not all of them, but um, some of them getting addicted to crack, um, you know, alcohol, whatever. And being in that in that environment at that age, you know, because you, you you think and everybody already knows, you know, um, the 80s was like the the um, ground zero of HIV AIDS, um, you know, crack and the whole thing. But um, to be a child living through that and watching the adults that are supposed to be taking care of you, that are supposed to be watching you, nurturing you, um, and basically giving you love, but they can't get past that smoke screen of addiction. You basically left to fend for yourself or, you know, you and other people or other kids are watching out for yourselves and raising yourselves because, um, you know, Your mom's boyfriend might be walking out of the house with your bike or, um, you know, your mom is trying to keep a relationship with her boyfriend. So she decides to start smoking that shit, too. And with all of that and, um, you know, dealing with a mother that is trying to figure out her own way, not even knowing, you know, what which way is the best way to go or not, and fighting her own demons and her own shit, you know. And then for you to turn around and become the dumping bag, the punching bag, um, you know, being abused or neglected, you know, only having like ramen noodles or beans and weenies four or five days a week or, you know, barely getting peanut butter and jelly, you know, that, that type of stuff. So it is... For me, living through that as a child was, it was hard. Um, But what made it even worse is being, you know, I say like 30 something years later um, or 20 something years later, I, uh, you know, find myself with my ex who had a problem at one point and um, when we met um, he was already you know clean or whatever and he had a certain amount of time of sobriety but 
because of a, a tragedy that ended up taking place within our family, it set him off. He he already had P, he already has PTSD from being being in right. the military. You know that, yeah. and also you know his growing up in, in an abusive environment as a kid. So he had a lot of stuff against him. So when things kind of like went crazy for us, the easiest thing I'm not going to say easy. That's not fair. But what he ended up doing was in order to try to cope with his own pain. He ended up relapsing. So being in a position where you're telling your your other half long time ago, like, hey, this is where um, this is what happened to me as a kid. You know, I've experienced this, you know, being a dependent of someone who had drug or alcohol problems or, you know, someone whose father was, you know, who did the stuff or you know aunt and uncles that are alcoholics and stuff you know and um telling him about those things and then living that experience with him as he went out you know he one minute you go out and you're like yo i'm, I'm gonna go hang out with my boys or whatever and then all of a sudden you don't come back hey shawnee um hey y'all thank you for coming in y'all yeah definitely and then um you know you come back sometime about six o'clock in the morning and you see your other half mouth all twisted up and you know eyes bugged out of his head can't can't even catch his breath you know and i'm like i know what you did but i can't believe you did that and because he was I don't even think I know what that looks like. It's the worst, it's the worst. It's 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 awful. And to be in a position where you're like, I can't believe you did this shit knowing knowing what I told you and how I was with it. And you're not you're not hearing me. You're in your you're in your pain. I get it. You know, everybody has their moments when they when they go through their, their thing. But when you're trying to be as supportive and you're trying to help this person work through, but they're they're shutting you out. They're like, no, 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 I'm not trying to hear that. I'm going to keep doing this because it's helping me feel better with, about whatever. Not recognizing yeah. you're, you're taking electronics out of the house. Um, you're dropping you're dropping our son off um, at before school program before they even open. And you're leaving him outside wow. in the dark. And I get a phone call from the director. Like, who dropped your son off? Because he's out here by himself. What? And yeah. the, I think the thing that just kind of like catapulted everything, whereas I had to actually step in, not not just the, the erratic behavior and, and everything like that, even though it was affecting the kids and affected me. But... The thing that kind of catapulted me into saying, okay, that's it, you, you got to go, was when um, we, had a, we had a car and, you know, he didn't have the money to pay. So, you know, somebody got the car, you know, he says somebody stole the keys or whatever. And you can only go about what somebody says. All right, somebody stole the keys. Let me go ahead and file a police report. You know, let me go ahead and do that. Filed a police, filed a police report. You know, they came out. You know, took the statements and everything like that, and they went on. Next day, you know, they come back over to our place, and they're like, you know, well, you know, we can't. We found the car, but someone was murdered in your car, and you know, they're they're saying that they can't. You know. You know, we can't give anything out of the car that may have belonged to you because now it's in evidence. You know, it's being held here. And I'm just like, my baby's car seats were in there or their booster seats. You know, I had stuff in there that I needed and I was like, I can't even get that stuff back. And for me to tell him this, and I'm like, do you not see what could have happened you were driving in this car 
which was our car. And I drove that car a lot to work. I had the kids in that car a lot. What if that was me or the kids in the car? So the person that was killed in the car, was it the person that stole the car? Mm-hmm. So how were they, they were shot? Mm-hmm. My car was shot up. It looked like, you remember when on Set It Off, you remember when uh, Cleo got shot up and they shot the hell out of her car? That's how my car looked. My car was shot up. Um, you know, from that to, you know, I, and, and he made me so mad one day, I, I swear. And he uses this right now to, to, to basically incriminate me. Like he'll say, yeah, I remember you tried to run me over with your car. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, it's like you know that right there. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you know what? I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Um, you got. You got to do something. You got to clean yourself up. But the thing that he didn't understand was he triggered a very, a very, very bad part of my past. And it went in all of that, living through all of that again. It took me back to being that eight, nine, ten year old growing up in the projects and, um, you know, watching all the adult, you know, watching people come in and out. They trying to hide me from stuff. You know, I'm not stupid. You know, I know what certain things smell like. I know what weed smell like. I know what crack smell like when it's lit. You know, I found heroin needles in a syringe behind my grandma's couch. And it, it, it was just like, you, dude, you brought me all the way back. You triggered the hell out of me. And because of that, that was the other reason why our relationship didn't, you know, kind of like get back. Um, he tends to tell me all the time I need to get over it. Or, okay, we, you know, well, we're not there anymore. It's hard to get over that. It's hard. No, has he dealt with it? You know what I'm saying? Like it's you can't tell somebody to get over something that you're you're you yourself, you know, isn't dealing with or refuses to deal with. You know? So for him, you know, he said he you know, he dealt with it in his own way. Like, you know, he's right. he's said that countless of times. Um but it was just almost like well, let me just point out to you your your shortcomings and your faults and your stuff. So then I don't have to, you know, be the focus. You know, let's talk about, you know, your mental health. Let, let's talk about, you know, um, let, let's talk about everything here. But you're not, well, as he told me, I shouldn't keep reminding him or holding on to all of that. I should just let it go. It's time to let it go. I'm like, now it's okay for you to tell me to let stuff go but when i'm trying to let stuff go or whatever yeah. in regards to you you're not trying to let that happen but yeah i mean it was hard you know all of that yeah. was just it was hard to live with so and a lot of people would ask me you know um how do you make it like how did you make it through or how did I not get influenced to fall in that same, you know, that... Ask the question. Yeah. yeah. How did I, you know, not want to get in that life or, or be, a, you know, start messing around? My thing was, I've seen so much. I was um, just watching how you know like the adults or my elders like watching them how they behaved how they interacted with each other you know um seeing so many people lose their homes get evicted you know losing their stuff not having anything in the house at all except for possibly maybe a mattress or um a couple of dishes here and there you know barely having enough to you know keep the lights on or a phone or whatever i seen so much i was like i don't i don't want that and because of how it made me feel and what i've experienced i said i would i i'm not doing that i'm not doing that to myself 
if I ever have kids, I damn sure am not going to allow my kids to go through that. So it was, it was just, that was just my driving point. Like, no, I deserve better than that. And I'm not that person just because I came from that environment. It doesn't mean that, you know, I have to be that product, right? That that's, that's not going to be my destiny. I'm not doing Mm -hmm. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's like the thing with when you're dealing with addiction, it doesn't just it it can trigger the person who's dealing with it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even though, like, I dealt with, hey, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Um, because like even the stuff that I dealt with. Mm-hmm. you know being in relationships with guys who had you know addictions and stuff so it's like even now moving forward years later I can still easily get triggered by something they did you know because it was a habit that they did or when they lied to me it was you know just a pattern or routine or something that so it's easy like I can get triggered you mm-hmm. know I mean? like oh my god you full of shit or you know just go off and they're like what, what are you talking about and it can be right. something that happened years ago but it's like that's why I say some of those emotional wounds never go away at least with the, some physical ones they you know mm-hmm. but the emotional part of it yeah those are hard that ain't oh my god like because they can go back at any time as long as you're dealing with that person they can they can go back something can trigger them to pick up that habit again out of nowhere without any warning right no matter how many years they've been sober there's always that in the back of their mind that's why they say they take it one day at a time right so i mean it's just like they can wake up any day any moment that part of their brain can be triggered and they can go back to those same habits Mm -hmm. so it's just like how do you move forward with somebody especially when they've had points and times and periods when they've relapsed you know mm-hmm. how do you move forward with somebody who's had a history of you know some type of addiction yeah that's hard it's extremely hard and you have to be a strong individual because that is not oh, for the week you really yeah. have to and i know one of his brothers and one of his sisters told me no two of his sisters and one of his brothers told me, they were like, you, you gotta be, a, you strong to deal with him. You strong to be with him. And they yeah. said that years ago, like before all of that. And I didn't understand, you know, I just took it for what it was. And, yeah. he, you know, his personality is really not for a weak person. Like his, right, yeah. you know, who he is, he's not for the week at all. Um, and then oftentimes people who dealt with addiction, they have no feelings, no empathy, no compassion, or nothing towards other people. Now let something happen to them, and it's a different story, but the pain and hurt and everything that they cause, mm-hmm. it's, it's like irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Right. And it becomes like we're, you know, they, they're the victim. So, you know, and it's, you know, everything becomes, you know, what about me? Well, I know I, me and I, me and I, and it's like, okay, I get that. But what about us? What about other people? What about, you know, what about how this is affecting everybody, you know? And when you're holding on to that, in addition to other stuff you never got resolved, that's just going to bring even more problems. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, it's a trip. It's yeah, a trip. At some point in time, you have to address the stuff that has happened to you. You have to address trauma. You can't, you can't sweep that under the rug. Right. Because it's going to come out in some way, shape, or form. That's why you, you, know, you might bump into somebody at the store and they may snap. It ain't right. got nothing to do with them bumping into you. It's the stuff that they're not dealing with, you mm-hmm. know? That's causing everything to come to a head and for them to blow up over the smallest thing. You can't sweep trauma or, you know, anything like that under the rug. You can't. Right. Yeah, and that's that's one of those things you can and sometimes you know 
you, you need a, a support group, you need therapy, you know, counseling, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I have, I have my own counselor. Um, and I talk to him weekly and, um, you know, there's been some things that I've been practicing and, um, you know, working on and it helps out a lot, especially with, with dealing with stuff like that. Um, you know, along with everything else uh, that's going on in my, in my hectic world, (laughs) but it's just, um, yeah, for, for people that are struggling with addiction, they need not just like therapy. They have to want to change for themselves, no matter how much you say or how much you prove or how much you show that you're there. A lot of times your voice gets so aggravating to them that they don't want to hear nothing. Uh-huh. I ain't got yeah. no problem. I ain't trying to hear that. Just leave me alone. They, they get wrapped up in their own. Now, that was something I heard all the time. Yeah. You know, when it's, it's a thing of, I got it under control. It's not a problem. Um, I can stop when I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your fault. <laughs> Yeah. I've been blamed, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and so it was something get in your head. And oh yeah, it's yeah the manipulation, man. Anything for them to not blame themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and this it's just you definitely have to have patience and a lot of empathy, but after a while. When you're in a relationship with someone who has or have had some type of addiction, that no matter how much you, you move on, you move past it, you know, you, you've done everything you needed to do to get over that bridge, it's still that little that little box of doubt yeah. that's, that sits yeah. in the back of your head. And you wake up with it damn near every day. You wake up with it every day like... Yep. Okay. It's today going to be the day once again that I'm going to have to go through that. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, well, he, he's getting triggered or she's getting triggered by this. And, oh, this is happening. So now he, she, yeah. you know, they're losing, they're losing their mind. Here we go. So now what? Yep. And this it's, is it's, always. Life can be stressful. And yeah. any part of that stress can trigger them whatever they were doing right right and that's you know one of those things where i don't want to keep walking on eggshells and that's what i was just thinking you read my mind it's like walking on eggshells yeah yeah yeah, i don't want to keep walking on eggshells i don't want to have to keep watching what i say i don't want to keep watching what i do or okay you know um It, it, like I said, it could be anything, anything, yeah. absolutely at all. And it's just like, uh-huh. here we go again. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, being with someone um, that had addiction or it's hard. It is hard. It's hard yeah. to get through it. Hey, Cuddy. Hey, Cuddy. So even with um, like dealing with gambling addiction, mm-hmm. right? So an ex of mine like he was it was a thing like his family construction business like it was nothing for them to get money nothing for him to have cash you know all this kind of stuff so he had this thing of he would give me money like on a Friday night right I wouldn't see him no more all weekend he may come back Sunday night maybe Monday and then when he comes back he was like hey what you do with that money I gave you Wow. Because he didn't gamble it all away. And I was pregnant at the time. Mm. He didn't gamble it all away. So I had to catch on real fast. Like, I got no money. I had to get it off me. I would go put it in the bank. I had to get it off me because messing around with him, I wouldn't even have food to eat. So, but he would always come back like, hey, what you do with the money I gave you? Because mm-hmm. he would go blow his over the weekend. And then come back and look at me, you know, and then have any type of no second thought as far as taking, you know, money from me, not even thinking, let me make sure she's straight. I ain't on none of that. Mm-hmm. No, it was all he could get and where he could get more from. That was his thing. 
Wow. Yeah, and this will happen like every weekend. Mm. So, I mean, it's just like, and that's why I say, even if it's a gambling addiction or even sex addiction, the things that people are willing to say and do right. to get that hit or to get that feeling. It's to get that high, yeah. To get that high, you yep. know, they, they, I'm trying to tell you, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, a beast. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I'm sure there are support groups, but I don't know of any that are just like, that are really good. And then maybe it's because the ones that I came across, they never stuck with it. They always felt like the support groups weren't for them because like if it was sex addiction then it could be somebody in there that was a pedophile you know and it's just like oh well I didn't touch little kids this ain't the group for me okay fine yeah no you didn't but that's not why you why you're you know that person's particular situation isn't why you're there right they they would look at that they were always looking for a way out so their way out was I didn't do what that person did so I don't need to be here Mm mm-hmm or even if it's gambling, well, I would only blow maybe five or ten thousand dollars. I ain't blow a hundred thousand, so but that's I don't yeah, wow. So it's like even they would be in their minds judging other people instead of being there for the right reasons, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get the help. Then they're judging other people and making up excuses as to why that's not a good fit for them or why they shouldn't be there that day. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's hard dealing with addiction. Yeah. And then we didn't even talk about food addiction. And then yeah. we didn't even touch on, like, love addiction. Mm-hmm. There's so many forms of addiction. There really are. There really uh-huh. are a lot of forms. And, yeah. um, you know, I know, like, with food addiction, um... You know, some people are kind of like, you know, they, they're addicted to sugar. That's very, 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 very true. That's a very true very thing. Because yeah. um, I can say that sweets, like every once in a while, be like, oh, shoot, I'm going to go get some chocolate today. And, and I'm going to get some Skittles tomorrow. <laughs> 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 like for me... I'm not even going to lie. My vice, as far as like with food or, or like not not really food, but just like in general, if I had a, a, a vice for something sweet, it's always going to be something chocolate, mainly brownies or chocolate chip cookies. If for any reason anybody see me come in with a barrel of brownies or chocolate chip cookies, please take them Johns away from me. Take them all the way away. I don't need them. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. something going on in my head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all have our moments with food. Yeah. So, I mean, like, binging. You know, and then you got to throw up. You know, because you're mm-hmm. feeling guilty about overeating. You yeah. know, type stuff. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know. I've had, because one of the things when people come to me about weight loss, we always talk about eating habits and you know what you eat in a day and there are some people that I have to be extremely uh, careful with because they have a history of like food addiction Mm -hmm. they wouldn't they may go days without eating and then when they eat they'll binge and then they may go days without eating again you got people that was fat in their childhood lost weight and in their minds as an adult they still look the same way they did when they were younger mm-hmm. so I mean it's just it, the mindset behind you know why people do what they do because it, it, I mean I can honestly say that's something that I struggle with I struggle with that so it's just like nobody has ever seen me as a big person mm-hmm. but in my head because I think about what my mother told me I'm just like, oh my God, that can't be me. That can't be me. That can't be me. Mm-hmm. So everybody be like, oh my God, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, and I always tell them, I tell people, even when you lose the weight, the battle isn't over. Mm-hmm. Another battle has begun because now you got to keep it off. Right. So it's never ending. 
that's a completely different type of stress losing the weight versus keeping the weight off that's that stress is different Mm-hmm. It's very different. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't lying. Because I know, I think for me, um, being that when I was coming up, I was always, I was like extremely skinny. Like, really skinny. So, yeah. um, I would always get, and I teased, but yeah, no, I ain't even going to lie. I was teased about it. So here I am, high yellow and skinny, and I had a bunch of hair on my head. So I was, you know, called pretty much everything you could possibly think of. And, um, you know, for me, when I started to pick up weight, and the weight didn't really come as far as picking up until after I had kids. And um, sometimes it's like, I kind of wish I was small again because it was like, okay, you know, you're picking up weight. Oh, it looks nice on you, whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. But when I started to recognize how much weight I've actually gained and then I saw my pictures and I'm looking at the stuff, I'm like, whoa, I don't need to be this big. And, um, once again being triggered like well you don't want to be too small again because then you're going to be unappealing or you know you're just you're never going to get that small again I'm like okay first of all I know I'm never going to get that small again because my bone structure has changed a lot Yeah, yeah you know and it's just I don't need the reminders you know like I don't I don't need the reminders of how small I used to be or how big I've gotten because even though I might say oh yeah whatever it's no big deal somewhere down the line it'll pop up in my head right and yeah. uh, and then it'll be like okay I know I have to discipline myself with what I eat you know and keep my water intake and what not to eat and everything but then if I think about that little skinny girl from Pittsburgh that she used to just eat and eat and eat metabolism was up so I could eat all I wanted to I didn't have any yeah. any limits and I would be thinking like yeah I can do that again but now at the yeah. age of 43 I hit that scale <laughs> and I'm like okay yeah and I'm like the scale is a damn lie I'm not accepting it I saw that <laughs> I gotta agree with it. We're gonna, we gonna put that scale back 10 pounds. That includes me too. I'm just like. Yeah. But I think through all yeah. everything, though, being able to come through addiction, whether you're the person that was addicted to something or you're the person that had to live with someone with addiction, because it affects, especially if you're married especially and you're yeah. you're with that person all day all night or like I could like literally my anxiety would be up so bad when I had to go to work I'm like I'm gonna go to work kids gotta go to school what's not gonna be in the house um, I gotta go to work kids gonna be to be at school um, who's gonna be in my house um, I gotta yeah. go to work. Kids gotta go so, to school. What phone call am I gonna get? Mm-hmm. It was for me. It was always finding some random hair, and I'm just like, and that would just send me down a rabbit hole because it's just like, okay, there's nobody in the house with this type of hair. Mm. Where the fuck did this come from? And then just, you know, of course, never getting answers. But it's just like certain stuff. That's that's one of the things that we said was, who's going to be in here? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think she had a call. Okay. Was that Miss Jayla? It wasn't Jayla this time. It wasn't? <laughs> it was kidding. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So, um, but 
but yeah, that's one of the things that triggered me for the longest. It's like just finding random hair. Mm-hmm. That was that was just because it's like, um, yeah, where where is this coming from? What? And he might come home with hair on him, and it's just like, what the fuck, like. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you keep bringing these chicks home with you. Mm. In some way, shape, or form, you're bringing these chicks home with you. Wow. That energy, you know, those the energy, those spirits, people bring that stuff in. And I don't know why they think that it, it doesn't um, impact the house. It does. You're bringing all that energy and those spirits in the house from other people. Stuff don't belong there. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I realized, um, I'm like, yeah, dealing with people who are having been married or being in a relationship with somebody who has an addiction. It's, I don't know if that's something it's, you really it's hard. Have to get over. And that's like, and that's like the other thing, um, the other thing with him too, and I had to tell him, like, being that you know, he's a vet. You know, like you, you know, you ever you you see people wear camouflage or whatever like that. So at first it wouldn't bother me, but then, and this was something that my therapist had to bring to my attention was anytime I saw him wear camouflage pants or shorts or whatever, it made me think about when I was a kid. And my mom's boyfriend was on that shit. Like, whenever I saw those pants, it would make me think about me being a kid with an adult that was in in, in my house or, you know, whatever. And being on that shit bad. Um, it just, it would just take me back. Yeah. Yeah, that were four of my brothers that had addiction. That's a lot. And it's it's a lot to it's a lot to experience. It's a lot to go through. It's a lot to live through, especially and I, I can't stress this enough. Adults, you know, you yeah, we do what we wanna do. We think sometimes we think our kids aren't watching or our kids won't be affected because we're not right there in, you know, putting them right there next to us. But there, there's always going to be a consequence to what you do, whether it's in person or not. Somehow along the way, these kids get affected by this stuff. Yep. And for me, I was that kid that got affected by all of that. And when I, when I said before, because somebody asked me why I started writing, I felt like I didn't have a voice. Yeah. So for me, being in that environment, watching everything that happened around me getting yelled at or getting talked down on or you know just like go to your room you know go outside well that was the other thing too which you know i'm like go outside mom can i go outside yeah go outside go play go do this and then i try to get back in the apartment apartment doors locked y'all done locked me out i'm eight nine years old i'm locked out i'm knocking on the door banging on the door And then I see the camouflage pants. And so yeah. for for my ex who don't uh, who who he acknowledges like okay yeah 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 I understand what you're saying but I'm like no there is no I understand what you're saying but like if I'm doing right. stuff that's triggering you or I'm making you think or feel some things that you felt from either your exes or you know females here whatever if I'm triggering you, don't you think you're triggering me? Right. And yeah, even when they get clean, you never know when they cut it. Yeah. That, that's what I just that's said. What we said. That's, that's what, what I just yeah, yeah, we just said that earlier. Yeah. Because um, they can go four years, they can go five years. They can even years, go ten. And, and, and the thing with him was he was all of twelve years clean. All of twelve years clean. And then, boom, tragedy happens. He's yeah. back out on the street. 
and I'm out one, two o'clock in the morning walking walking on the worst part of Charlotte where we lived at, working, walking up and down that street. Where is he at? Because he got the car. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible it's like to live through that. It's like living in a nightmare. It is. It is. Yeah. You don't see the end. You don't know if there is an ending. And then you might... You, hell, if the way that it could end, you mm-hmm. know, somebody could end up dead, you know, the way that you find them, you just, you just don't even know. You don't yeah. even know. No, you don't. Because, I mean, even with either... With any of these addictions, somebody could rob you. You know, I always wondered if the the person that I dealt with that struggled with sex addiction, I'm like, is somebody gonna follow him home one day? Because mm-hmm. they, you know, to rob us, like, is this gonna be a home invasion? Because you just you don't know how people buy land. Right. And you do what you do in one place. And they done followed you home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, but that can happen with any addiction. Yeah. So, but it's one of those things where they are not mindful of the folks that they're dealing with. They think that they are. Right. And it's like, and it, of the people that they're dealing with. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, they, they cool. This person's cool. And I'm like, no, this person is not cool. Right. Like, right. okay. One of his, one of his childhood friends. It's like, oh yeah. Someone's so staying. I'm sorry. What? Oh yeah. They, they're going to stay. Stay weird. And then lo and behold, I wake up, dude sleeping on my couch. What the hell? Yeah. I'm like, no, this 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 got to stop. But then, you know, this other then yeah. it was like this other time I had this rental after you know my car got shot up. I was able to get a rental and I go to the bathroom take a shower or whatever i come back some just said look for your keys look for the keys the keys where i put them they weren't there i look out over the balcony where i parked the jeep wasn't there i said lord not the rental not the rental because i cannot i cannot i'm calling them i'm calling them i'm calling them bring that fucking truck back bring it back bring it back now and it took him and i started getting anxious i'm like here he go i'm pacing kids are like mom what's wrong i'm like just go play your game you know do something don't worry about it i got it but they know you know they they knew he shows up three and a half hours later and dude was right there with him so now i got to act a whole damn fool Give me my motherfucking keys. Dude had my fucking keys to the rental. And I'm and dude, he had to be all of like he was tall as hell, tall, skinny, dark skinned dude. And I said, get, I said, no. Those mine. Give me those keys. This is not his ride. Give me my motherfucking keys. And he's looking at looking at my ex. I'm like, no, don't look at him. Look at me. Those are my keys. His name ain't on shit on here. I don't give a fuck if we are married. That's my shit. He gives me the keys. And I take back off and I said, no. I said, you gotta go. You gotta go. I'm not gonna, I can't keep living like this with you. You need to get your shit together. I had, and I, I mean, I was already going through a lot anyway. Then I started losing my hair. started losing my hair and because i already had some stuff going on me losing it even rapidly so to this day my hair still don't grow back right like some person my head like where the crown is at is thin and if it grows out you know if i don't have it a certain way you can really see my scalp and i get very self-conscious about that which is the other reason why i wear wigs (laughs) either that Either that or I cut it, you know, low because, you know, if you if you cut your hair low, it, it don't, you know, it's not as noticeable. You're like, oh, they got a shortcut yeah. or whatever. But that's the other yeah. the other reason why I've been wearing wigs uh-huh. is because of that. 
but yeah, it was. I'm, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this yep. anymore. You know. Yep. And I started. Yep, it was in my hair too. Yeah. That stuff is no joke, man. The yeah. stress that comes with that. You, yeah. You lose your hair, your appetite, your will for life. Right. <laughs> and you right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's deep, yep. you know. And then I have an aunt. She just turned 61 this year. And this is the first time in over 40 years that she made it to a year being sober. Whoa, from alcohol addiction. Over 40 years. I'm 43. Is so she married? she's married. Her husband then already had a heart attack and got a uh he got a I think he got a pacemaker or something. Um yeah, her husband um, heart attack from alcohol and he's still going to, he still drink. She had got to a point last year after she was so drunk, she fell and I think it broke her, she broke her leg or her ankle, like leg and ankle. And, um, she just said, I'm done. So it's been a year for my aunt, for one of my aunts to be clean and sober and I'm so happy for her because now you know she has two sons and like 12 to 15 got darn grandkids or probably more than that now she got a boatload of great grandkids how old is she 61 oh my my two my two cousins was they was doing some shit like between both of them they got (laughs) between both of them they each got six kids yeah. So okay. both yeah, both of my both of my cousins got six kids. So yeah, there's twelve kids between them. <laughs> and then um yeah, so she has twelve grandkids and then now some of her kids are some some of her grandkids are parents, so <laughs> yeah, Cuddy, it, it's beautiful to see that, you know, but the, the downfall of that um, is pretty much all of my cousin's life, their lives. Um, they had to grow up with two parents that were, yeah, they were putting in a lot of work. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. And, and the crazy part is my one cousin. Yeah, and the crazy part is my one cousin, he'll be 43 this Thursday, and then his brother just turned uh, 41 this year. So we're, you know, we're all around the same age. But the sad part about um, about their situation is my cousins had to watch their mom and dad for all of their lives drinking. And then it got to a point where both of them started smoking crack. So they, I mean, they lived in the projects all of their lives. That's all they knew. That's all they saw. They thought that was normal. Um, you know, they, you know, like my one cousin, you know, me and him the same age, you know, he had his first child at 15. Um, you know, they both started hustling in high school or right after high school. Um, you know, they, they lived that life. And at one point, um, it was so bad that, um, you know, they was just like, I don't care if I die. That, that was kind of like the, the mindset that they were in. But the, the crazy part was both of them were out one night and both of them got shot the same night in a car. They both, one was shot, um, my one cousin has a, he has a bullet somewhere still in the back of his neck and his brother was shot right under his eye. They're still here by the grace of God. They're still alive. So they weren't, they weren't together? They no, were they, they, they were together. Okay. They were together. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they were in the car. Um, and, and the funny thing was, I remember as I was, I think I was supposed to be with them that night. And I didn't, so it yeah. was it was it was crazy. But yeah, they you know watching their parents that that's all they knew. So for them, their grind and their determination to live their life differently, um, 
at this age or this stage of their life, they're like, you know, they slowed down a lot. They're like, yeah, we, we can't do this because, um, you know, now they are grandparents. And, um, yeah. yeah, that was a major sign, Cuddy. That was, um, yeah. you know, I mean, they're, they're still. wrap this up because I got to go get Kennedy. Oh, shoot. We hit that one hour mark. We did. Dang. <laughs> wow. Well, I know I have to, well, I know I have to, um, do everything my son requests. I have to make everything my son requested. Why? Because he don't want nobody else to cook but me. Make him be in there with you so he can, um, just so y'all know, I'm going to cheesecake feeling guilty as hell. About what? Cuddy, enjoy that cheesecake. I know, eat the damn cheesecake. It ain't like you binging all of that. It is. It is. It's the. It's this wonderful time of year where you can where you can eat your favorite stuff and 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 be like, yeah, I made it through. Shoot, January, January gonna be here before you know it. Yep. And see, and that's why I'm just like, I got my Black Friday specials going, but it's in hopes that people will start thinking about the new year, like take advantage of my Black Friday specials now. But then use them at the beginning of the year. You know, I ain't even trying to. Get, I'm not trying to pressure nobody to come in right now because I already know what the deal is. We dealing with the holiday. Yeah. So whatever you, whatever inches or pounds or weight you lose between now, and, it's gonna come back. It's gonna be back. See, yeah, I, I gotta, and, and like I said, I, I gotta come. I gotta, I gotta do something because I'm telling you, I'm tired of my daughters talking about my flat ass. That's good, Cuddy. You know what? Fuck them kids. Look, man, it's 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 getting to a point where I'm like, y'all little nigglets get on my damn nerves, and they, you know, they they making videos and stuff, and they dancing like, ooh, we can twerk, mommy can't twerk because she ain't got nothing to clap. And me, how you think y'all asses got here? I had to remind hey, them. Hey, exactly. You cooked you a pound cake and two sweet potato pies. And I know, and I know those things are bumping, Shell. I know they are. I'm in the process of making a uh, sweet potato souffle, and I've been making. I got a. Uh... All right, Corey. Thank you. Definitely, Corey. Will do. Yep, you're right. Check on the strong people. Yep. Yep, I agree. Yeah, because a lot of times um, we we ain't that strong. Right. Going through. That is so true. Yep. Cause I am, I'll be like, "How you doing?" You know, I send a text, but I will shut down. Too. I'm gonna try not to let them shame me, Cuddy. I, I am, but you know, I, I just be looking at my daughters like 12, 18, and freaking 23. Y'all ain't built like me, so that y'all got that shit from y'all's dad's family, which I'm a little, I'm a little perturbed because that, how the hell, what? We, 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 right. I, I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone cause <laughs> but anyway, so I'm gonna let you. There's no rhyme or reason. Like, I've been trying to figure that out too. Like I said, my mama and my sister asses for days. You hear me? Like, you can put a plate, some dishes, and sit there and eat off that shit. Me? Child, they be like, oh, Crunchy, you shaped like a white girl. and Oh my God! Like they used to go in on me. I, I thought yeah. I was adopted for the longest time. Nah, but I told I told my youngest. I said I said that's cool because I'm about to go get platinum fried real real quick. Like she was like, "What you mean? You gonna get implants?" I said, "No, nah, I'm not gonna get no implants. I ain't doing that." I said, "Trust me, mom, mommy gonna be straight. Watch, yeah. she gonna be straight. Yeah, just give it some time, yeah. and then I'll be right yeah. there with you, acting a damn fool." <laughs> Exactly. Like, look, look at, look at there. 
and who knows I, I might i might really have to pull up on my friend anyway i got a little stuff left and then on that note yes let's go all right so i'm gonna pick her up at 9 40. yeah you got three minutes to make it over there all right but good night y'all thank you so much for joining us once again and um share this if y'all think somebody you know if you know somebody dealing with addiction or whatever the case may be share it maybe you can help them some kind of way and then just tell folks that we be on here tuesdays at normally nine o'clock but i think we both had stuff to do today so yeah we Um, did so yeah, yeah, please share. Um, you know, I'll share this to you know anybody's DM. I'll try to tag whoever I can, and this this was made shareable. So, do yourselves a favor, everybody. Stay blessed and breezy, and check on your strong friends because we ain't always strong. That is true. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will see y'all next Tuesday. Deuces.